Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, Bronco. With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place. This is Lori Latimer Volkman and Tim Lynch. Uh, today we are brought to you by Brittany Boland's new gig with the Broncos. It's central and necessary. That's why it doesn't yet exist. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so this week, owners are in uh, Arizona. They are meeting to go over... Uh, various rules, and, and there's all sorts of press opportunities. On Tuesday, uh, it was the big coach's breakfast. Uh, Vic Fangio had an opportunity to meet with the media. Uh, he had a lot to say about uh, quarterbacks, watching film, um, the team in general, and how he's going to approach the draft. One of my big takeaways, uh, the thing that was played over and over and over again on, on the radio anyway, was, was how he uh, hasn't watched much film of the 2018 Denver Broncos. Um, and granted, I don't blame him. Uh, he is the future of the Broncos. And what could be possibly worse than uh, wa- looking back at the horribleness that was the 2018 <laughs> Denver Broncos? Players need to watch because they're looking at scheme and what the other team, their opponent, upcoming opponent's going to do so that they know how to approach that week and how to cover or how to attack. Fangio is looking at how well these players play. I actually like what he said. He's, it's like, I don't want to watch film. 
I want to see them on the field. No, I, I, I don't. I'm not knocking Fangio for not watching lots of film. It's so different to hear. It's almost like a soundbite. It's like a go-to soundbite. Well, we got to get in there. We got to crunch the film. We got to, you know, log some hours, you know, open up some Doritos and some, drink some root beers in the film room. It's so different to hear someone just be so honest and just say, you know, yeah, it's not, that's not important. I'm, I'm working on other things right now. Well, here's, here's one of the things he said. He said, the only guys I've watched are the guys we had to make decisions on, meaning the free agents, like Tim mentioned. If the guy's on our roster and he's going to be on our roster, I want to form my own opinion. I don't want to watch other stuff. He's going by his own playbook, which is, like you said, refreshing. I agree, because uh, just to elaborate on the part where you know he doesn't watch that stuff, why would he want to watch you know, 4 and 12, 6 and 10? If you watch players on, on that film... A lot of times you're watching them do what the coaches are coaching them to do, and they're failing at it because the coaches are failing. Yeah, and that's a good point. Fangio doesn't want, you know, he doesn't want that to poison his opinion of a player before he's even had a chance to coach the guy. So I actually love that because you don't ever hear a coach say that. When they're asked, oh, do you watch film on your new players? Every single coach is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I watch film on everything. But Fangio's like, He's confident enough to know what he that he knows what he's doing, and he doesn't really care if people disagree. He's just saying, "This this is how I do it." You don't like it? It's too bad. I'm that coach now. <laughs> you make a really good point because if you're watching our players last year, they were always in a bad position. We were always playing from behind. We were playing on third and fourth down. Like they're not they're not even playing the game in a position to show their strength. And you, you kind of have to look at it from perspective of hitting the ground running, too. He was just hired in January. He had free agency coming up before the draft. So, you know, he was doing evaluation on that side of things. Uh, and that went into, he even commented on that, I think it was last week, where he said that the uh, Elway's front office had a list of players in free agency that they thought they, that would be good fits. Um, and him and his coaching staff went and looked through all that film. They did watch film. They do watch film. And, you know, they, they came up with a list of guys from that list that they really were excited about. And that's who they pursued and that's who they got. So from what I took about, uh, took from the, the comments there is that, you know, they're now looking at the draft and he's talking about how he gets to evaluate quarterbacks in the draft now and, and maybe avoid some of the mistakes offensive coaches have made over the years. So uh, he's pretty. He seemed pretty excited about the, going through that process, um, but it's still Elway's show. Elway's got a, his scouting department, his front office. They do the work. They, you know, get the list down. They get the draft board going. And I think at that point, once they have a solid draft board, that's when you bring in the coaches and start evaluating players, seeing who's actually on film is going to fit what they do. And and as you whittle down the list, there you really come down to some players that you everybody's really excited about. Um, I kind of like that process. I love how you kind of glossed over what he said about quarterbacks, that he gets to evaluate them now because the past coaches have done a terrible job. What a subtle, awesome dig he just took on our previous coaching. And they deserve every ounce of it. How much video do you think uh, he had to watch of Case Keenum to be like, oh yeah, no, this guy, like, I got to get this guy a bus ticket out of here, like, today. Like, if we got to get rid of this guy. I'm pretty sure when during Fangio's interview process, one of the first things Elway said, yeah, yeah, uh, we won't have Case Keenum once uh, the season starts. So don't don't even think about that. 
Joe Flacco waiting in the wings for you. Aren't you excited? <laughs> yeah. Don't don't count Joe Flacco out, man. Don't no. count him out. No, no. Vic Vic Fangio seems pretty positive about Joe Flacco. Although I do love every time he refers to him, the way he says it is Joe Flacco has been a productive quarterback in this league. <laughs> I think it's a exact quote. I think Joe's a good football player, a good quarterback, has been productive, has been a winner. I like his personality. I think he'll be a good fit for us. And he's got terrific hair. Yes. <laughs> hey, I have said, and I said this with Paxton and Trevor and Case, and even though it's a stupid barometer, neither one of those passed the cool test. And I think that you or can win. just tell. You can look at players, you can look at quarterbacks, and you know whether they are good enough to be the guy. You call it the cool test. I call it the doofus test. And, and <laughs> we might as well just call it, call it the Paxton Lynch test because, like, <laughs> fail. Fail all around. Like, I mean, you watch him do that little dance thing. Like, doofus all around. Like, they should have just put him in a box and mailed him away. Calm yeah. down. Eat a Skittle. You're fine. Just calm down, Jess. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jess, I'm with you. I really liked Paxton Lynch going into the draft. And then when we drafted him, I was excited. And I'm going to blame Scotty show. for most of that. But the minute he did that stupid video... I was like, oh no, he's not going to be able to do it. I can tell. Makes you wonder if Kubiak had the same thought at the same time. Yeah. Oh, great. This is what I got. Oh, shit. <laughs> John, what did you do? You didn't ask him about the dancing in your interview, did you? Whoever we draft uh, this year, they should have like a moment where they're like, just, just real quick, just pretend we're doing the uh, the intros to, to uh, Monday Night Football and get up there and just kind of do your little like, you know, Heisman pose or whatever yeah, it is you're yeah. gonna, you just want to see what you, what you're going to do just to make sure that's the doofus test right there. Yeah, if you floss, you're you're gone. You're off my board. Yeah. If you just spin a football in your hands, yeah, you're all right. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I I kind of take offense that you immediately cross Lori's boys uh, off the board for becoming future Broncos, but you know we can work with that. <laughs> Hey, my kid flosses too, okay? Oh, there you go. There you go. But when you're 24, you shouldn't be flossing anymore. Okay, fair enough. Lori's kids will know that. <laughs> the floss is so 2018 anyway. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that stood out to me from his press conference was how much he, it really is important to him to figure out what a player is good at and use him in that way. And they kept trying to ask him all kinds of questions about quarterbacks and linebackers and offensive linemen and in all of it a common theme was basically hey if he's a great football player we have to look at what is he good at you can't say that every linebacker is good at this one thing or every edge rusher is good at this one thing every player has his strengths and he said some players their strength is the ability to be really versatile and play all over the defense or all over the offensive line but some players their strength might be that they do one thing really, really well. So you make sure you use that and put him where he plays the best. And we have been listening to coaches say that, and I think in the past they have said it more like a soundbite. But I'm, I'm actually really encouraged that Vic Fangio seems to say it from actual genuine belief and practice. So I really look forward to a defense that he puts together where he is actually using players to their best talent and their best ability on the field.
one of the things that really excites me about Fangio is his attention to focus and doing all the little things. Because I, I have a feeling that with with if Vic Fangio had been our coach last year, we wouldn't have had that Christmas Eve stupid, stupid, stupid um, touchback that uh, that wasn't just lack of focus, lack of attention, lack of taking care of the the small things, like making sure that you have the ball and you're touched before you just like give it up ridiculous like that hopefully that's going to be a thing in the past and that sort of frustration that lost his uh, football games over the last two years uh will hopefully not be there this year he will whip this team into shape yeah the team wants to be whipped into shape it's a veteran team with it with rings you know there is only one offensive player right now on the roster emmanuel sanders um, is the only yeah, one only one with a yep. ring there's a lot of rings left Maybe not starter rings, but you know what I'm saying? I was saying on offense. I mean, are we really say- I mean, come on. That offense wasn't very good. So it's the defensive side that matters on the rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Don't you talk about my quarterback that way. <laughs> Well, if he was still here, he'd have a ring, but he's not. He's, he retired. But, but don't say that offense wasn't very good. That offense was good enough to still get a Super Bowl ring. Yes. Carolina's defense was no joke either. You know, no, they weren't. So it wasn't like that was all we had was defense and that's all we won with. That's just what dominated. It's kind of fun to remember that in the first quarter of the game, you're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're winning this game. <laughs> it's, you know, with the, as a Bronco fan, that, that's a rare feeling where first quarter you're like, oh, yeah, we're, we've got this. And first quarter, first play. Like the ball didn't go sailing over Peyton's head. We're like, we are in this. This is our <laughs> <laughs> they scored a field goal on the first drive. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I know we're about to close the show, but we should mention on Tuesday, the owners decided that pass interference is a reviewable call. I'm sick of bitching about that. Oh, isn't I, that great? I mean, I have been complaining about that for decades. <laughs> so uh, coaches can challenge it. Uh, it falls within the, the two challenges uh, rule. Uh, and then in the last two minutes, the, the officials will be in charge of reviewing in the last two minutes of the game, and uh, coaches can challenge otherwise. So things are going to get interesting um, with regard to offensive and defensive pass interference. I've always thought it's been stupid that you couldn't review that one. If there is one thing that is the biggest judgment call in all of the NFL penalties, it's pass interference. So... To make that be, hey, we can only go by what we saw in that split second, maybe, if we were kind of close to the two players right in front of us. That's just ridiculous. You should always be able to review that and see, you know, what it, whether it was true or not. Well, what about, like, a Hail Mary at the end of the game? Like, because there's always some pushing and shoving and jockeying around, like... What the, I mean, is the league just kind of, like, is it understood that, like, okay, Hail Mary passes, we're just going to not do it since it's the end of the game it's our call anyway i mean i think it'll be like like holding some will be really picky about it and some won't either way it merits being reviewed because it's so subjective and you know as fans we see when it's so obviously one or the other and they make the wrong call and watching it on video would actually give them the proper viewpoint and the the right angle to see oh yeah that wasn't or oh yeah that totally was it's going to be a lot like 
challenging this spot of the ball. You know, if if it's not egregious, they're not going to overturn it. What this is trying to do is eliminate what happened with the Saints Rams playoff game. That was a ridiculous non call. Exactly. So the idea is they can review it and say, yeah, (laughs) that was definitely pass interference. So they don't, so that, so that a non call or a call doesn't impact the game the wrong way. So this is like the first instance where instant replay can overrule a flag on the field. Like that's kind of a big deal. Who's to say that, you know, down the line, they're going to be like, all right, well, we can review these penalties and pick these flags up and this and that. And, you know, I mean, I'm all for getting it right and, and all that, but um, it is an imperfect game. Well, I think the fact that coaches still only get two challenges and if you lose the challenge, it affects your timeouts. I mean, th- having those limitations in place keep it from coaches just challenging everything that they don't like. You know, they're going to they're gonna try and challenge something that they feel strongly is going to be overturned or, you know, they're, they're going to be able to win in their favor because they believe the evidence is going to be so clear when they look at it on video. Well, I, you're probably right. We're probably going to see fewer frivolous challenges early in the game when it doesn't really matter because they know that, you know, if they're, if they're within three and they're chucking the ball around, they, they have a better chance of... of getting a better outcome if they if they hold on to it rather than you know is it a three-yard pass or a four-yard pass let's challenge it and challenge the spot you know yeah and john elway said that they figured that it might actually help the game move a little faster because coaches will want to hold on to their flags just in case they need it later in the game when it's going to be more important to them so perhaps we'll have fewer challenges because they just want to, to hold on to it in case they need it He's he's got a point too because if you think about it, the the worst calls in the games are the pass interference ones. Those are fifty yard penalties sometimes. Yeah. Um, if I was a coach, I'd be hanging on for that one because that's those are the ones that matter. Right. So. Right. One thing that we uh, have examined this week with the retirement of uh, Rob Gronkowski, and historically there have been some some really fun tight ends to watch. First and foremost, you got uh, Shannon Sharp, and, and he thrived within the Mike Shanahan uh, system and, you know, for all intents and purposes, would have been the MVP of Super Bowl thirty-three had he not um, had that, um, that uh, ACL uh, tear that took him out of the game, even though he still came in and scored a touchdown after he tore it, which is pretty baller if you ask me. Um, but... With uh, with the the new regime, with the new uh, um, Scangarello and and uh, and and even Munchak to, to some degree, we kind of expect the the tight end to come come back into play uh, with the Denver Broncos. They've kind of been missing over the last few years. A lot of people are mocking tight ends to us in the draft. Like like how do we see the role of of tight end uh, flourishing again in Denver under Vic Fangio? Well, I think we're we're hoping that we do see it because it's such an important position in today's NFL uh, we usually think about it more from the defensive side how bad we are at defending the tight ends who've <laughs> been good it'd be nice to finally be a team who has one of those tight ends that can really dominate a game and we we've had some good potentially good tight ends we thought that Jeff Hireman was going to be the second coming of Shannon Sharp and then he got hurt 
and he's just kind of battled injury all the way through, but has had a few flashes. We thought Jake Booty was going to do that, and then he got hurt. Booty? <laughs> Jake Butt. <laughs> this draft is, is pretty deep with tight ends. In fact, a lot of people think that a couple of tight ends could go in the first round, which would almost probably be unheard of. But I know I doubt the Broncos take a tight end with their number 10 pick, but we are definitely going after a top tight end in round two or three. I'm, you can mark it. Tight end in the second round. They've taken third round tight ends and fifth round tight ends. and I know, but, but this he, year the tight ends are really good. So you, you really might want to go up to round two to up. take a tight mm-hmm. end. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even Joe Flacco, you know, his, his, in his throughout his career has had great tight ends, and you know, the Shanny system has always had those as well. So you're gonna you gotta believe that's gonna be a big big position on their draft boards, especially since they didn't really address the issue in free agency. Well, Shanahan always had the, those tight ends. I mean, he had Shannon Sharp, and he had. Um, Chris Cooley, and you know, it's it's important to have those those big uh, pass catching tight ends that can um, you know keep defenses honest and and kind of to the point where uh, Laurie was saying you know we haven't had we haven't had that tight end the defense can't cover tight ends and it's it's because it's because they never had anyone to practice against there was never <laughs> any kind of threat that you, know, that you know they could just not loaf but it was just not something that they had they were forced to pay attention to because there was nobody that commanded their attention that they were going up against in practice. So yeah, I would definitely love to see um, the addition of a, of a of a big tight end with, with big old hands that could just go up and just grab the ball out of the air and um, score touchdowns. Let's go. Oh, score touchdowns. Yes, exactly. <laughs> real, real quick though, Gronk. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer, Laurie? Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Oh. Yes, he'll have to be. I don't like him. I don't want him to be. I'm making faces at you right now. You can, you can, you can almost see them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have even any single idea what his stats are. I just know that he has destroyed us when he's played against us. So, and and he's done that to teams up and down the NFL. So, when you are that kind of an effective impactful player that changes games i think he's definitely going to be a hall of famer i'm sorry jess i'm sorry (laughs) i agree because i just look at the afc championship game the broncos beat them in fourth and ten i just throw it up to gronk and double coverage first down oh i need a touchdown and we lose oh just throw it in gronk double covered by chris harris jr in the back corner of the end zone touchdown need a two-point conversion Tom Thank Brady God. stupidly <laughs> decided to ignore Gronk and go to somebody else, and the Broncos win. So if he had gone to Gronk, I'm convinced bullshit would have happened, and it would have sucked, and in that <laughs> Super Bowl would have never happened. So, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm glad he's gone. Stop. Just knock it off. I have to live here. Like, do not give them any more ammunition for god's sakes i had my son come home today and he was like the patriots beat everybody i'm like well you know son there's one team they don't have a winning record against and he he did not believe me and i was like if you weren't six i would show you i would pull up stats and charts i'd get joe mahoney on the phone and be like joe we got a situation i gotta i gotta prove this to my kid i need you here step 
So, <laughs> so you will let your child run around with the fuck you hand, but you don't want to pull up stats to show him that the Broncos have beaten the Patriots? Well, you know, <laughs> we're still working on certain fundamentals, and I don't want to overwhelm him with how awesome our stats are against the Patriots. Why would I do that? Seriously, though, is he a Hall of Famer? He may be, um, but uh, yeah, all right, fine, fine, Gronk's a Hall of Famer. Just make him wait like 15 years. So on the mystery question, uh, for this week, we're going to keep it kind of to tight ends. And uh, we've already talked about Shannon Sharp and, and how awesome he is and um, how he almost, how he should have been the MVP of a Super Bowl uh, 33 were it not for his injury. So uh, who, in your opinion, just who's your favorite tight end um, for the Broncos not named Shannon Sharp? Is there really another good tight end for the Broncos not named Shannon Sharp? Well, who's your favorite? I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I can name a couple. Uh, there was Julius Thomas, and he was a, a person. He is uh, not my favorite. Jeb, <laughs> <laughs> like here, uh, uh, like Jeb Putya. Putya. His, um, his name was fun to say, and he also caught passes that should get people killed, which was. <laughs> Always a positive for a fan watching it. Like, wow, he really doesn't care about dying. He wants to catch that ball. So that's he's on, he's he's on my list. I think his career is cut short by concussions or something. But he was he was a good. He's a great he was kind of a tank. Like he was a bigger guy. Like in an era. I mean, not, I'm not gonna say it was an era, but in a time when you know Gronks of the world were just not a thing. I like Owen Daniels, who we only had for one year. We only he have two touchdowns the... against the Patriots in the championship game, so he, he'd be on he, my list too. Yeah. <laughs> I always felt like he was a great safety net for Peyton Manning. You know, he rarely dropped the ball, even if it didn't get thrown to him all that often. And he so... got open. <laughs> but really, he was the last tight end to really like, do stuff. Like, really. I mean, who, I mean, who, 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 uh, who sends him has, has kind of you know, made a statement that he's a tight end for the Broncos. No one, really. No one, because they all get hurt. I like Clarence K from back in the day because he was, like, the first tight end. I was like, he is this position, and this is what they do. I want Butt to work just because his name is Butt. He kicks some Booty. Butt. Booty. Jake Booty. How about Riley Odoms? There you go. I like Riley. I never saw him play in, in you know, the, because uh, uh, he's, like, way before my time, but the... <laughs> hey, um, now. <laughs> way, like, three years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know. He, he was the fifth overall pick in the 1972 NFL draft. Played his entire career with the Broncos. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. So he had 5,755 yards and 41 touchdowns, and... Shannon Sharp has 8,439 yards and 55 touchdowns. So, that's Shannon Sharp is clearly on a different level, but I think uh, I think that's pretty impressive. 41 touchdowns in the 70s. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's yeah. probably all the touchdowns that offense scored. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but offense really wasn't a thing. I mean, the 77 AFC Championship game against the Raiders. Craig Morton who is battered and bruised and spent time in the hospital 
they didn't have a, an apparatus for you to take a knee. Like you couldn't take a knee. So you would. He what he does is he takes the ball, flops over, and the Raiders just dogpile him like three times to end the game. Like and, and he's already hurt. It's like it, it, is, it is like not not just a different era. It is it is crazy town. Just likes crazy town. I do. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos with Lori Lattimore Volkman and Tim Lynch. I am Just Place. You can reach us on Twitter. I am at J E Z R U. Uh, Lori is Doc L L V. And Tim is at Tim Lynch 1978. Um, we are contributors to milehighreport.com, your number one source for all things Denver Broncos. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I found the president. President, we need a National Guard. We need as many men as you can spare because we are killing the Patriots. So call the dogs off. Send the National Guard, please. They need emergency help. Please help these folks. They're coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. more work to Lori. You should apologize to Lori. Okay, I am ready. Okay. Wait, wait. Let me get ready. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Oh, you got your, your fake laugh? No, it's, you, you don't even need a fake one. This one's... So, there you have it. That was Something Something Broncos with Lori Lattimore Volkman, Tim Lynch, and I am Pete Barron. Uh... <laughs> Drew Locke all the way. <laughs> Haskins luck. Haskins luck. I say we trade out of the first round and uh, stockpile picks for next year. No way. That would be a mistake. Okay. Take John Gruden's <laughs> mic away right now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Lord, though we have lost Neil Smith to free agency and Steve Atwater to the Jets, still, we hope our beloved Broncos can bring home another Super Bowl championship and once again bathe in the glory of your light. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Broncos. Broncos. Let's go, Broncos. Broncos. Let's go.